Hello and welcome to D&D Tonight! I've been recording my attempts to play Dungeons & Dragons with my family since May of 2017. I'm a novice games master with most of my experience coming from three of my friends who DM'd games over about six months before I started to play this game as a way to keep in touch with my family. You'll have to forgive any mistakes I make along the way, both rules and recording-wise. These first few episodes are pretty rough, but they do get better. So let's recap what happened last time. Now, a lot happened. We went through a lot of stuff. Do you guys want to do it, or do you want me to tell you what you did? Something you about actually have notes, Derek? I knew that. Yeah, how do you think I make up all this stuff? I don't do it on the spot. I knew that. Oh. Don't forget about the hat. <laughs> Alright, so I'll give you a hint to start off. You guys actually started last week in the crypt. Yes. Merlin had just said something about the necklace on a statuette in the corner that was glowing green being supremely evil and that you had to destroy it in order to rid the crypt of its haunting issues. Then what happened? Something. You killed it. That's right. It you really cracked it. I thought that was the skeletons. No? Oh, skeleton. Sorry. No, I thought there were zombies. No, there were skeletons and zombies, but that was two sessions ago. Last time yeah. you we started, you guys had just defeated the skeletons, and you were looking at the necklace. Really? And we cracked it. And he destroyed it. And he took it with him. No, yeah, he took it with him. A big scary thing jumped out of it first. Well, yeah. Yeah, what was it? A wibbly-wobbly ghost thing? Yeah, it was a ghost. It was a specter. A specter jumped up to get you. It was very purple, and it liked to scream a lot. And Ashara shot it with an arrow as it jumped out of the amulet that she was about to destroy. You defeated the specter, and Merlin took the amulet with him. Like a superman. Uh, and yep. you guys in my, also had... I've stuck it in my cape and took it with me. You guys also had the Squire John go with you as you left the crypt. To go back to collect your payment from Winning. the Lord of Brentwood. Reginald. Yes, Lord Reginald of Brentwood. Jessica got a red fedora hat. Oh, yeah, yes. Ghostslinger stopped on the way back to pick up a hat that she wanted. And then we went to the house, and John went away. Oh, yeah, who did you guys meet on your way into the manor? That was the that thing that happened. One, that one did. Lord Bite. No. No, it was when I wore... It was... It, he, it was his envoy. It, yeah, it was whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you met the envoy of Lord White on your way back. Oh, actually, you guys were in the manor and you ran into the envoy. You found his carriage outside. And he ordered John to leave with him. And they left the manor and started back for the town of White. You guys went to see Lord Reginald, and Lord Reginald gave you 200 gold each. Yeah. Money. Then uh, he said there was going to be a big feast in your honor for uh, clearing the crypt and cleansing the town. He also rewarded you with three arrows of sure shooting. Mm. Let you reroll ones. Oh, and then you went back to the tavern, 
the uh, snuggly duckling. Snuggly duckling. To continue to continue partying. Wait, what about my dog? Oh, that's true. You took a dog with you to the snuggly duckling. All right. Uh, the dog named Bull. Just a terrible name. That is a terrible name. You've been called Pascal Floor. You learned of the missing cousin Thalmed from the Aberdeen Dwarven Cliff Face. There was a traveler who came in from Gaville, and he said he was beset upon by beasts on the road to Brentwood, and his car- he barely escaped, but he had to leave his trade caravan behind. He needed his stuff back. Yep, he was asking you guys for help to get your stuff back. Then, I think the, uh, the night ended after that. I think you guys pretty much just partied it out. And yep. Decided that and you were going to head off to White next mm-hmm. to see what's up with, uh, with with what's going on over there. Because mm-hmm. Merlin has a vicious suspicion that the, the poor Lord of White is the cause of all this trouble. Mm-hmm. Because the carriage took off in the middle of the night. So, uh, y'all wake up the next day. Let's see. You're in the snuggly duckling still. Merlin's not feeling all that great. He had a little too much to drink. <laughs> Asharis is, is pretty alright. A little tired, maybe. And uh, Ghost Slinger, being a little little younger, uh, she's still in bed. <laughs> that makes sense. That sounds like Merlin. He has too much moonshine. <laughs> so, what do you guys want to do? You're still in the town. The yep. feast is coming up later. Uh, you just finished with the, the quest in the crypt. You're rested up and feeling good. You could head out today, but the feast in your honor is later this afternoon. Oh, man. And you don't have to go, like, through. It doesn't have to take a long time to go through the feast. We can, like, skim through it, because I did most of what I wanted to do with that last week, uh, about giving you directions to go in. So, Are there any more shops or anything? Shops or anything? No, it's a small town. There's not a lot there. There's the apothecary guy who kind of has some other assorted goods. Right hat. There's the Brentwood Manor. There's some farms around. But everybody's going to be at the at the, the feast later. Everybody in Brentwood, essentially, is going to come to give their thanks to you and uh, shake your hands and tell you what brave adventures you are, all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, you can get up, have breakfast. Can we make, can we make it to White and back? Or not? I think, yeah. So, White is about three days' travel away. Oh, well, stay for the feast. Yeah, so you guys you guys can stay for the feast. You can buy some, some rations and stuff, get ready for your travels. You could get rope or any, any other miscellaneous stuff like that that you might want. I didn't... Actually, I might have said Dad, the player's handbook. I don't know. Let me read through some some stuff real quick that you guys might have access to if you want. I'm trying to figure out where it would be in the book. Uh, but if you're going to stay for the feast, one of you want to go wake up um, Ghost Slinger? Oi! Actually, do you guys did you guys stay in separate rooms, or did you all stay in one room together because you're a traveling party, or... Because it's a lot easier to wake her up if she's not behind a locked door. I think we should stay in the same room, because we all have money. Hmm. 
and it'd be dangerous to be by yourself. That's right. Stay together. We're a team. As- absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'm lazy. <laughs> Not take any chances on getting robbed. Mm. Fair point. All right, that, so we don't have money. We shouldn't be spending it on three rooms when we can only have one. Well, uh, the Lord Brentwood said he'd take care of you. Ow. You know, fixing his ghost problem. So, adventuring gear. Let me let me read you some stuff you might have access to. You could probably get some arrows because Brentwood is all about hunting. You could probably get a sling with sling bullets, backpacks, ball bearings, never heard of them. Ball bearings. Yeah. Hmm. They had ball bearings back then. That would be marble. Probably more like marbles. They probably have that mislabeled. When we think of a ball bearing, because we're mechanical, we think of the entire assembly that you would use on a car. This probably means more the ball from ball bearings. Basket. You could get bedrolls okay. for your trip if you guys don't have a bedroll in your inventory. Uh, a bedroll is one gold. I have one of those already. I'd like to have a bedroll. I don't know if you have a bedroll. Let me look quickly. Merlin's sheets. The baby doesn't have one. Do you want one? Ghost slinger? Whatever. What do you mean, whatever? You're going to sleep on the ground because you're a hardcore no. ninja? Alright. You could get a bell, a blanket, books, various books. I don't know what you want to buy books for. Make you look smart, I guess. Uh, you can get caltrops. Actually, no, I'm going to say you can't get caltrops. Candles. Oh, I wanted whatever that was. Well, you could do ball bearings. <laughs> but caltrops, uh, I'm going to say since they don't have a smith, they don't have any of those. You could get scroll, but a blank scroll, not a magic scroll. Hmm. Chain, no, oh, don't have a smith. You get chalk. I have no idea oh, what a climber's kit does, but they totally have one of those in here. Um, what? A climber's kit. Like if you were going to go up a mountain. Hmm. But that could be handy at some point. It's true. It's 25 yeah. gold. Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah. It has some nice stuff, though. Uh, what it does is you can anchor yourself on the side of the mountain, and you can't fall more than 25 feet from the point where you've anchored yourself. Uh, and you can't f- climb more than 25 feet away from that point without undoing the anchor. Well, that's silly. Like, like a climbing mountain. Yeah. I figure that that would be, you have to move every 25 feet and then put a new anchor in, not uh, remove the old one. That's silly. Yes. Yeah. Well, it only obviously comes with one anchor. Uh, you could get some clothes. Uh, commoner's clothes. You could probably put together a costume. You could get some fine clothes. Traveler's clothes. Oh, costumes. I think you have one already. Oh, actually, she does have a thing that says she's a royal pedigree. Mm-hmm. She has traveler's clothes. You could get a uh, staff or uh, a walking stick. Fishing tackle. Grappling hook. No grappling hook. That'd be from a smith. <laughs> uh, there's a church, so you could get some holy water. That's very expensive as well, though. Hunting trap. You could get a hunting trap if you're planning on being out for a long time in the wilderness. Ink, an ink pen, jug. 
You get a ladder. Carry a ladder around with you. Seems a little impractical. <laughs> We're going to be on the road for three days. I'm not carrying a ladder. I'll carry the ladder. Uh, you could get a lock. Yeah, I'd say they have a lock, even though they don't have a smith. Oil. You could buy oil for your lantern, although I think you already have a thing of oil. Paper, parchment. Does anybody know what a pitton is? P-I-T-O-N? No. Nope. Sounds like a kitten. I know, right? That's what I thought. Kitten. Wait, there's a gator and a, and a, look, a turtle. Why are those there? A bunny rabbit. You could get some robes, rope, buy a sack, oh, some wax to seal, seal a letter maybe. A signal whistle. That's interesting. That's cheap. A signal whistle is five copper. Hmm. We should all have signal whistles so we can call each other. <laughs> is that me Merlin's going to buy a signal whistle? Or are you going to buy signal whistles for everybody and give them all one? I could do that. I think I'm going to get some ball bearings. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but it sounds like something. Ball bearings, you could actually throw them. It is a bag of 1,000 ball bearings. I'm thinking of it like a trap. I believe ball bearings would, uh, let's see, ball bearing, let me see here. Uh, it's one gold. Ball bearing. You, as an action, you can spill these tiny metal balls from your pouch to cover a level square area that is about 10 feet on each side. A creature moving across the area covered must succeed a DC 10 dexterity saving fall throw or fall prone. A creature moving through that area at half speed does not need to make the save. Wow. So you'll force them to slow bearing. down or they'll fall over. There you go. Let's get about. a bag of ball bearings. Yep. I'm getting one. Would you like one as well, Merlin? Actually, I'm going to yeah, say that there's only one available. Because, like I said, they don't have a smith and ball bearings or metal. Alright, so let's just get one and we'll share it. I love the time. They need the ball bearings, throw them out there. You get some soap. Soap? What do I need that for? <laughs> washing. Clean yourself. <laughs> oh, you can get a two-person tent for two GP. Where am I going to sleep? <laughs> well, you guys have bedrolls, so you can... You're, you're good to sleep out under the night stars, or you can get a tent. It doesn't make much difference. It's kind of heavy, though. 20 pounds for a tent. It's a lot to lug around. Bedroll, I think, is only 5 pounds. Let's see. You can get water skins. They're uh, two silver pieces. I have one of those already. All right, and that's about it. I would also say you could potentially get Horses? Horses? Well, yeah, it's Brentwood's big enough. They're all about the hunting. I'm going to say you could potentially get horses. Uh, I don't know how much horses cost. Let me see. Ah, here we go. A draft horse is 50 GP. A riding horse is 75 GP. You could get a pony for 30 GP. <laughs> oh, and donkeys or mules are 8 GP. And they're good for carrying stuff. So if you wanted to get, like, a mule or a donkey to carry your stuff with you as you guys walk along the trail, you could totally do that. That's probably a good idea. If How wanna... hmm? Are Is it three days on a horse or three days walking? It's going to be three days regardless. Oh. Just like... Dilla, dilla, dilla. Actually, technically... Technically... 
If you did it on a horse, you could do all of it faster. But that would mean that you would encounter everything in three days. Or in one day, instead of encountering it uh, slower. That's a good point. Okay. And, like, you're not going to be galloping on horses anyway. It would, a horse really just make traveling for you easier, because the horse would be doing the majority of the work. But you can't gallop a horse the whole time. They'd die. What dies? If you galloped a horse for three days, it would die. Well, then let it die. It wouldn't last three days. It wouldn't even last a day at full gallop, I don't think. Full gallop, my bros. Let's go. <laughs> nope, it won't keep. So, anyway, it's going to be three days. You guys can get a horse if you want from one of the farmers in the area. Actually, I say farmers. I basically describe the area as mostly forest. So, yeah, they'd still have horses available. At least one. Where would they get their food? Well, they're they're hunters. They're surrounded by forest on all sides, basically, from Brentwood. How's that man pulling his carriage? They eat grass. (laughs) They eat grass. So, okay, you guys go to the store, you pick up some stuff from, uh, what was his name? Uh, Ghostslinger, I don't remember. Yeah, well, what's the name Oscar. of the guy? Oscar. It's Oscar. Yeah. You pick up some, some, some supplies from Oscar, because you're planning on heading out that afternoon after the feast. Or maybe the next morning, because you might be kind of full from eating all the food. Sure. Early in the okay. morning. You go visit Oscar. You grab some supplies, you tell him that you're going to leave town shortly to head out, and he'll actually go with you on the on the way over to the manor house to head to the feast, which is going to start at 10, so it's not too hot outside. Actually, it's spring, it's not too hot anyway. It's going to start at 10 o'clock. So you guys head over to the manor house, traveling with Oscar, to head to the feast in your honor, and when you get close to the manor house, you see that the gardens have been decked out with tables, and they're lined with lots of delicious food from the area. There's strawberries and and beautiful vegetables, and there's a roast... Something. Pig. I'm gonna go with, because they're hunters, there's a roast of venison on the table laid out as the centerpiece. And then various other small dishes like creamed corn and cream pumpkin pie and some cream puffs are there. It's a beautiful spread. And as you guys come up the manor driveway, uh, you can hear the cheering start as the uh, the people of Brentwood give you a hero's welcome to the manor. So good at everything that we do. We we definitely have a almost died a few times. <laughs> so uh, as as you guys are walking up into town, as you guys are walking up the drive to the manor house, a little old lady kind of steps out of the crowd of of cheering people that are lining both sides of the of the approach to these beautiful tables, and she'll say, "Why I can't thank you enough." For for the work you did, I, I went this morning to go see my, my dear departed William. And I, I just know he would want you to have this. Uh, and he'll hand, or she'll, she'll present uh, a, a rolled up piece of parchment with a, a small twine tie on it, neatly tied in a bow. 
What's inside? Do you take it from her? Thank you so much, little lady. That's right. <laughs> I'm just like, what's inside? Did, did Ghost Slinger op- uh, take it and open it? I'm going to take it and I'm going to open it. <laughs> All right. Ghost Slinger, you take this piece of rolled up parchment and, and you curiously pull the, the twine off of it, undo the bow and unroll it. And all you see is a blank sheet of paper. <laughs> Much appreciated, I ma'am. I do not appreciate. Asharis looks over Ghost Slinger's shoulder at the piece of parchment, and you also see a blank sheet of paper. It's Merlin! Merlin, look at it! Merlin! I can read it. Do you look at it, Merlin? I'm looking at it. Okay. Merlin, you look at the, the, the sheet of paper that they've just unrolled, and you see it is covered with magic runes that are moving about on the sheet of paper. Some of them are fading out, others are coming back in, and you see what you know instantly is a scroll of magic. Magic scroll. Merlin! <laughs> magic so, scroll. So Ghost Slinger passes it across to you. Keep it. I don't want it anyways. I don't want a piece of paper. <laughs> she says, I don't need this piece of paper, and she passes it across to you. <laughs> and the little lady said, I hope that you can make use of this. Uh, I, I I know that it'll serve you well. Can I ask what it is, little old lady? Well, I I don't know. Uh, it was it was my dear departed Williams. He he wrote it shortly before he died. He was a rather skilled magician, but to me it always looked blank, but I saw him working away on it for days. Wait a minute. It's magic. So, Merlin, uh, in game sense, this is a first-level scroll of something. I don't know which first-level spell you would want. So I'm going to leave you some freedom to pick a first-level spell from those list of spells that you I sent you. Mm-hmm. So the the way scrolls work, uh, you can uh, cast it one time. I don't have them in. That's it's fine. You don't have to pick it now. I'll add it to your inventory level one scroll spell so that I've got a note here. So you can pick. I uh, looked at the acid bath. Merlin might have disconnected. Is he frozen? I think he's frozen. Oh, I'm here. Okay. So. Nope, I'm here. All right, all right. <laughs> we can hear you still. Sam, so here again. This I hear the birds, but not him. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely messing with it. Okay, now speak. Well, I was trying to explain to Dad how spell scrolls work. No, I thought he would push the button so it doesn't show him anyone. He's still coming in and out. Yeah, I pushed the button. Uh, That's better, though. Are we coming through clear, Dad? You can hear us? Oh, yeah. I got you guys loud and clear, yeah. All right. So the the spell scroll... The spell scroll is a one-time-use item. You can cast it, like, right now, uh, and it won't consume a spell slot. But if you take some time to decipher it, you can translate 
the spell into your spell book, it takes, I want to say it takes like, shoot, I forget, it's a number of hours and so much gold in order to do it. We'll look it up later. So it takes a number of hours and so much gold as you fiddle with spell components and, and transcribe it into your spell book. And once you've done that, you can, it'll consume the spell scroll, but then you can take it as one of your spells each day instead of only being able to use it once. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, for a wizard, a spell scroll is much more powerful than just being a scroll. You get the opportunity to learn a new spell. Okay. So this little lady just gave you a very powerful magic item. Does it have a name other than... Other than Spell Scroll? I mean, is it called a magic scroll? Uh, it's, it's a, a first-level scroll. Technically, it would be a first-level scroll of something. So, for example, it could be a first-level scroll of Thunder Wave. If... It was for Thunderwave, but I'm leaving it open-ended because I picked your spells for you when I built your character, so this is your opportunity to pick a spell that you specifically want. Okay. <laughs> and I have to pick a spell. You don't have to. I could pick a spell for you, but I figured I'd give you the opportunity since you said you read through all those spells and thought they were interesting. So is this a link to those? to one of those? Essentially, yes. You can spend the evening transcribing the spell and playing with different spell components to learn the spell. I think it's like 50 gold, and you'll be able to permanently use whatever spell you pick every day. Okay. That is the option you want. So, she says... With the light. Go ahead. What about the light? I was thinking of the light spell, but go ahead. So... The light spell is a cantrip, and I looked it up. Uh, you can't learn cantrips from scrolls, according to the rules. You will learn another one, I believe, at level 3, or maybe it's level 5. So you can pick another uh, cantrip uh, at that point, but you only ever know 5 cantrips. You'll know a lot more spells than that. As you level up, because you get to pick two different spells every time you level. But cantrips are special because you can do them all the time. So this little old lady will kind of shake your hand. You guys can continue up the driveway to this big feast where Lord Reginald is standing by this, this centerpiece of the table with big silver candlesticks on either side, candles in them, very fancy tablecloths and He'll greet you as you reach the top of the driveway and shake your hands, and again, he'll say, Hmm, I don't remember what his voice was. Something British. <laughs> yes, it was very British, very pompous man, but I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember my voice. Uh, I'm, I'm going to fudge through this. Tiffany, say something British. Something British. <laughs> Mm, British, yes, very, very British, very pompous, yes. Hmm. Yes, love. Thank, thank you again so much for for the hard work that you put in uh, the other day uh, in order to to rid my family of this this terrible curse that was brought upon the crypt. Uh, I can't thank you enough. I, I trust you will enjoy your reward money. If you should ever find out who it was that that laid this this evil artifact upon my family's land uh, and bring them to justice. 
I will handsomely reward you further. And ah. uh, he'll shake your hands one after the other. Everybody will applaud very loud again. Then he'll say, And it's time to feast! Let's see! So, you know, then the, 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 the wine bottles, the corks will pop, and people start cheering, and hats go flying, and everybody's very happy and very jubilant, and suddenly everyone seems to have a plate in their hands, and uh, it's a good old-fashioned, you know, farm farm feast in the, uh, in the, the Brentwood Gardens. So I didn't have anything else planned for the feast. Is there music? Hmm? Is there music? Oh, well, of course there's music. There's going to be some banjo guys and, and maybe a, a, a violin player. This is a very eclectic mix of music, kind of country bumpkin mixed with British. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at yours. That's what's going on here. Well, I can play an instrument, so. I can't play an instrument. Oh, does Ashara suddenly pull out some sort of instrument and join in with the music and start dancing around, kicking her heels up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, uh... This yeah, is you probably are, because you're still tired from the day before, because you partied very hard the night before. And I'm going to give my dog a bone. Oh, and you have, uh, you have Bull with you. Okay, okay. So... Groomed. He's got a, you know, a, some sort of a ascot. Put a nice ascot around his neck. Yes, yes. And uh, everybody, everybody has a great time. A couple hours go by. It gets to be, you know, the peak of the day. It's kind of hot out. The party's starting to die down a little bit. People are making their way into chairs, into small groups, talking about, you know, now and the olden times and telling stories. Kind of like a family reunion in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have anybody you want to talk to before you leave town the next day? Or do you guys want to head out early so that you can get on the road? How do you want to go about about how you do it? Nobody in town seems to have any information. Yeah, it's so interesting. All right. I need to get on the road, guys. Yep. Alright, so as the as the party starts to wind down and everybody has said their thank yous, do you guys slip out or do you go say goodbye to uh, Lord Reginald? I'm gonna slip out. I'm just like, no, I'm gone. <laughs> Bye. We'll say goodbye to Lord Reginald. You'll say goodbye and I'm, I'm out. So, so Ghostslinger, you tell them that you're gonna slip out and meet them somewhere to leave town. Exactly. No, do that thing. I'm gonna go now. Bye, guys. How are they gonna know where to meet you? <laughs> They're gonna. We're just gonna be at the tavern. It's fine. All right, and and Ghost Slinger slips out and heads back to the tavern. <laughs> What's your money, Ghost Slinger? Uh, so Asharis and Merlin, are you gonna go say goodbye to Lord Reginald as you guys head yes, out, uh, head we'll out of town? Yes. We'll say goodbye to Lord Reginald. We'll take care of that. Lord Reginald, it was a pleasure working for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very happy that you enjoyed your time here in Brentwood. It seems that, uh, that, that your, your shorter friend has already slipped out. Oh, you uh, call me short. <laughs> does she magically reappear any time you call her short? I'm yeah. so sorry. I had, I had no idea you were eavesdropping, my dear. She's stealthy, stealthy. 
Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed your time in Brentwood. It was it was advantageous that you you came when you did. I'm I'm very appreciative of your service. And if you ever should find yourself back in town, uh, have no f- issue with you dropping into the manor just to hang out for a little while and and recount <laughs> tales of of my family's glory. And you you're welcome to a drink here anytime. Let us know if you have any more problems, and we'll be happy to help. No, it's like Ghostlinger is in the middle. Of, like she just like pops in and it's like I'm out again. Bye. So, I- so where would you where would you be off to now? Places hmm. in, in such a hurry. I mean, the feast is hardly over and you're already leaving. Well, we must get on the road. You know, adventurous life of it. We have to find our next Pirate job. Life. Well, may it be a good one. He'll uh, extend his hand. Shake yours. Again, thanks and thank you. Pat you on the back as you turn to leave. It was it was wonderful making your acquaintance. You as well, sir. Not you as well, sir. Alright, you sneak it off. Let's go. As as you guys uh, head back into town... Maybe odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> as I you, know, he'll wave, he'll wave, and there'll be a, a few other people waving as you guys head out. Back, back towards town to to kind of get yourselves together and head out on the road before it gets uh, too, too late. I'm already packed. Uh, I said packed. You gotta pick up your backpack. Let's go. I'm already packed. And, uh, hard to walk on full stomach. <coughs> Reginald will see the the um the the, the bull mastiff uh, bull uh, following after you, and and he won't say anything about it. He'll just assume that that Bill has taken a liking to you and. And is following you off and will return after you reach a certain point at the edge of town. And then he never returns. And maybe. Bum, bum, bum. It's going to depend on whether Ghost or on whether Asharis passes her role. Because you only have until dark to pass your role to recharm him. That's right. So. Oh, no. The hard thing. I need to know if there's more animals in the woods that we're going to. Well, you are headed into the woods, so there's going to be a lot more animals. A lot more animals in the woods. I, I mm-hmm. don't want to give anything away, Asharis, but I might have planned this entire journey for you. You can find a animal to my life. Alright, so you guys meet up with Asharis, who's... Mis- or not, sorry. You guys meet up with uh, Ghost Slinger, who has mysteriously been stabbed for not playing along and making fun of her mother. What? <laughs> I got stabbed? Yep, you're just laid out on the ground. You've been stabbed. No one knows who did it. No one saw everything or no one saw anything. You're, you, they're all up at the manor. You don't, you don't even know how you died. It's a, mysteri- it's a mystery to us all. It looks like maybe a bird flew over holding a dagger and just dropped it on you. Oh, no. Your money. Are you gonna Are you gonna play along, uh, baby ghost slinger? No, I don't. No? Oh just... no, you're not. You're not really stabbed, but you have to play along, or you'll get stabbed mysteriously. Oh, oh yeah, the dungeon master can do terrible things. So you're gonna play along and stop making fun of your mom. I think her voice is cool. <laughs> All right. So as you guys are leaving Brentwood. Uh, you get to see the surrounding area a little bit more, which you've seen before. You saw as you came into Brentwood on a, on, from a different direction. Uh, let's say you came into town from Gaville, which is nearby. So leaving this direction, 
Actually, y'all don't know... No, let's go ahead to say that you know the surrounding area well enough to know... Even better, there's a sign at the edge of town that says, White, three days. Well, let me watch points to a, points to a road. Uh, follow the white road. <laughs> no, we have to follow the carriage. Follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> John. So, Brentwood is heavily wooded. There's lots of big, bright green leaves on the trees, and they're very tall and kind of bushy. There's kind of some modest undergrowth, but nothing too serious. But the road to white doesn't appear like it's been well-traveled. There's some carriage ruts still in the ground. And you can see trail markers that lead out of town along this path. But it doesn't look like the the road from Caville, which was heavily traveled and there was a very clear-cut path. This looks a little bit disused. There's leaves kind of blown over it. In other words, nobody goes to white. It doesn't seem like anybody's come or gone to White in a while. The road's there, so there used to be a trade route back and forth, but it doesn't seem like anybody's been frequenting this path recently. Mm. So you guys head out along the road, kind of just walking in that direction. You've got the sun overhead, and you're, you're, you're headed along that way, but because the path's not super clear, at one point you lose sight of the waystones, so I'm going to need a perception check. Uh-oh, we're lost in the woods, Jessica. Already? <laughs> well, it's been several hours. I mean, you guys have been on the road for a while, and it's not super well marked, but at some point, you kind of you go from one waystone into the woods, you know, the direction that the road seems to go, and then you don't really see where the next waystone is. It's kind of like when you're in a whiteout on the top of a mountain, going from trail marker to trail marker, and at one point, the next marker's just too far away to see it. But I am a, a, an elf. I got great vision. Oh, and probably a very good sense of direction. That's right. But anyway, perception check. Roll the dice. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. I, I got a two. <laughs> well, I think you're an elf, oh, no. and it's daylight, so I think you get to roll it again. Twelve. Twelve's not bad. Well, well, I have a so you guys, you don't. Uh, it doesn't take too long before you you find your way back to the back to the path. It's a little heavier wooded area. Uh, the The undergrowth's a little bit heavier than it was before, uh, but you do manage to find the next waystone and, and get back going on your way. And uh, as you're as you're walking along, this this kind of darker portion, or deeper wooded portion of the road, you'll come across a uh, a statue of a noble. It's a marble statue just to just on the side of the path. Some overgrowth kind of built up around it, a little bit of moss on the corners, a little bit of rounded edges. What's the statue of? It's a nobleman dressed uh, in hunting gear. Kind of think, this thing sort of Robin Hood-esque. Uh, it, you might surmise... Actually, let's make an intelligence check. Or maybe an investigation check. Is that he on the... I don't know, um, he's on well, the side that's, of the road? Yeah, he's just, just off to the side of the road, and he's facing away from Brentwood. And as you investigate this, this marble statue, you find a nameplate, but the name's not there anymore. It looks which like side it's... Is the, which side is the moss on? 
side or the back side? Uh, the right side. So, so we're going, we're going north. Well, so, if we walked up behind it, we would be going. What direction you're going by which side the moss is growing on? You're headed east. No, actually, you're going west. <laughs> That's right. Patrick! That's west. Okay, I like that. West. West it is. Uh, so as you investigate the statue, kind of looking it over, you see his uh, hunting gear, you know, bow and arrow, or bow strapped over, fancy hat with a feather in it. You find a nameplate on the side of it, but it looks like the weather has kind of worn away what it used to say. That this is the, the edge of Brentwood proper. You're, you're leaving Brentwood at this point. The outskirts of town. Okay. The outskirts of town. So well, you're several several hours away, deep de- deep into the forest. It's it's not evening, but let's say it's maybe five o'clock. The sun stays up till like eight, so you've got a few more good hours of sunlight to keep heading out. Hmm. So as you guys we continue need to find down the road, should we do a history thing? You can. We need but to make, We need to make camp early. Before it gets dark? Yes, you can't Oh, before camp it gets dark, but you've got three hours of traveling left you could do. Okay, let's keep going then. As you guys continue along, uh, you've got a few hours of good travel left before you're going to have to break camp. You walk on for another hour or so, and you actually start to hear some voices in the distance. Maybe you guys are talking a little bit back and forth, but uh, as you do, you uh, as you continue walking at some point, you'll hear voices ahead of you uh, on the road, which, you know, seems a little Uh strange because this road is so disused. So what do you guys, what do you guys do when you hear these voices ahead of you? Spoop them. Actually, let's see, let's see how, uh, make a perception check. Let's see how close they are to you before you realize that there's other voices. Merlin does not notice that there are voices until they are very close. Let's get out of 19. Okay, Jeff, uh, Ghost Slinger, you definitely hear the voices pretty early on. Eleven. So, Ghost I'm Slinger, dead. you hear voices first. What do you do? I'm gonna go check it out. So you're not gonna I... tell everybody? You're not gonna tell them all to be quiet? Shh. You think you hear something? I'm just like... <laughs> and then what do you tell them when you go... She said, there's voices. They gotta be quiet. Oh, okay. So now what do you do? Now that they have shh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go spoop them. Okay. Roll me a stealth check. What does a spoop them mean? <laughs> you know those spooky, scary skeletons. They're spoopy. Mm. What are we rolling for? Roll a stealth check. She's gonna sneak up on them. I'm guessing. I'm very, very well. We got a five. Are who, but who are they? I mean, maybe the carriage is broke down. No, hmm. you don't have stealth. Wait, why would I have stealth? I don't know. That makes no sense. I already am stealthy. I thought you would have been the stealthy one. I it doesn't thought... say stealth. Hmm? It doesn't say stealth. You're right. Why does Ghost Slinger have Arcana History Investigation? I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll have to go figure that out later. 
But for right now, she doesn't have stealth, so just give me, uh, it's a plus three then, uh, on her stealth check. So, eight total. This is Ghost Slinger old. Let me look real quick at something. Eight total. Nope, that's the only one I've got. (laughs) Some spoopy ghosts. (laughs) Did you see that that face come up to the screen? Okay, this says, alright, let's check this out. This says, acrobatics, sleight of hand, stealth, arcana, investigation. Okay, that makes more sense. It also has deception, intimidation, and persuasion. These are mine or something. I don't know. No, I think those might be my characters from a different campaign. Okay, so say it again. She's got Alright. Starting from the bottom up, because I'm already looking at the bottom. Persuasion, yep. intimidation, deception. Okay. Investigation and arcana by intelligence. Okay. Stealth, sleight of hand, and acrobatics by dexterity. Mm-hmm. As well as saving throws. Well, that suits her perfect. Yeah. And then athletics. Athletics. Okay. So I can sleep in a tree. <laughs> also, I think... Oh, shoot. I hate the oh, shoots. I don't have any filled out on Asharis' sheet. Yeah, I put them in. Alright. I'm gonna... Need... Just send me your updated ones once... When you... Once I get around to it, because yeah. I haven't... I'm not going to update it, because it's wrong. But uh, I only noticed, because I noticed the plus four, and uh, Ghost Slinger is a plus three. So, Ghost Slinger, uh, that's plus two on top of your eight, so ten. So you're fairly sneaky. Uh, you're average sneaky, uh, let's say. So you get close enough that you can see these guys... And you see three people uh, just kind of walking down the road and joking back and forth a little bit. You can see what they're wearing. They're kind of wearing mm, some furs, a little bit of linen, maybe some it's stuff called that Alf tool times wears. Plaid. It's good. They got some plaid on. They look generally like, like woodsmen, kind of. You think they left the party? Well, they're coming from the wrong direction to be from the party. They look like they're headed towards Brentwood. Oh no! Well, I want to go. I'm gonna go back and do something. So one of them, wow, okay, one of them spots you Uh-oh. in the woods, and they say, "Oi, what are you doing over there? You sneaking up on us?" Roy, come back, come back. <laughs> She combat rolls away? <laughs> That's what she said. Okay, okay. Give me a dexterity check. 19. You are extremely nimble and agile as you combat roll and run back to the group. The three of them are... Well, that's very not helpful. Okay, the three of them... That's still very not helpful. There we go. Okay, the number's going lower. The three of them are very confused and group up together back to back on the path and kind of stand there looking around. What, is a sh- what does Ghost Slinger do when she gets back to the group? Uh-oh. There's people! Three the different- looking people! 
<laughs> They're in the defensive mode. <clears throat> the Kelson. Did they have any weapons? I didn't see. Why do we send you? I had to combat roll away. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, I love Ghost Slinger. All right. Uh, what now, do you guys do now that she says there's people down the path? Now that she said that, we shall call out to them and let them know we're friendly. No, we shouldn't! So, what do you say? It's alright, fellas! Oh gosh, it's back. This crazy trumpet here. Oh, a trumpet! <laughs> a trumpet! I love it! I love it! Tippy, if you didn't have inspiration, I'd give you inspiration for that. With a mind of our own. We are friendly. That would darn near gave us the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Showing up like that in the middle of the woods. You could get killed doing that. I know. We have had this discussion before. So the, the three of them come a little closer to the group so that you guys can, can all see each other as you call out. Uh, and as they get close enough... Uh, Where are you fellas headed? Oh, us? Uh, we're, uh, we're, we've, we've heard that uh, the hunting's good in, in Brentwood. We, was, we, were, we were over near uh, White in that area, and the, the animals are just kind of crazy over there. The, the wildlife is, is more wild than normal. Uh, let me let me tell you, you you've never seen anything so vicious as a pack of squirrels trying to tear your bloody head off. <laughs> well, then that seems interesting. That's what I would have done to you if you weren't friendly. We need the holy hand grenade. <laughs> uh, it's it's not just the squirrels. Don't don't mind. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, when a stag gets angry at you, it can gore you just as well as a bull would. Mm. All, all of the animals that, that, they wouldn't be an issue. I, I mean, we're, we're trappers by, by trade. I mean, we, we traded furs and, and animal bits. But, uh, over there, it, it was too dangerous to, to work alone, so we, we grouped up in order to save up enough money to, to be able to head out. And the rumor was that, White really had the worst of it, so Brentwood, rumor was that Brentwood was, was nice and beautiful still, so we, we decided to head for Brentwood. Do you know when these animals started acting strangely? Do we have an well, answer? We, we travel around some, I mean, each of us is, we go where the animals are, uh, but when we, when we made our way to, to, to White, uh, there wasn't really uh, much going on there. Uh, and the animals was vicious, so uh, when we met up at the tavern uh, over there, we decided that uh, in order for us to get out, we'd all have to work together. So we're we're all from other places, but as far as I know, we were there about two years, and they were always pretty mean. Mm. Well, we didn't see any of that in Brentwood. Well, that's that's really good to hear. Me, uh, I, uh, nice, nice to meet you. My, my name's Edward. Uh, this here's my buddy Cameron and Toby. I, I guess we're lifelong friends after making it through that nonsense. Nice day. We're gonna go on with our trip. And probably scare more people. Well, uh, it was good running into you. Thank, thanks for letting us know that, that Brentwood's still a good way to go. 
Do you how how much further is it from here? Hours. <laughs> I don't know how many hours. She's not wrong. I mean, you guys are only like seven hours away because it's probably about seven o'clock. It's getting a little bit late. You're gonna have to make camp soon. I don't know that you'll make it before dark. So, how long have you, uh, you guys, uh, I assume you, you came from Brentwood? Yes, we were there working for Lord Reginald. Oh, very fancy. So, uh, how how many days have you been on the road, then? This is the first day. Oh, you just headed out. Oh, that's good. Then we should make it tomorrow. Yes. Well, safe, safe travels. We're going we're gonna to keep going. Hopefully, we'll be able to get there early tomorrow. Bye. You're going to travel all night? No, no, we'll have to bed down here probably in, uh, in the next hour. It looks like the, the sun's starting to leave us. Okay, we'll do the same in the opposite direction. Yeah. It was very nice to meet you. Good luck on your travels. Uh, be, be careful heading over to that white. It's, it's a dangerous place. We'll watch. We'll be on guard. Somebody's on guard tonight. You guys shake hands and say goodbyes. Nice to meet you. How's you doing? You, you keep going for, for about another hour, and, and the sun looks like it's getting to the point where you're going to have to make camp. I'll say you come to a small clearing at the edge of the road. Uh, it, doesn't, it looks pretty flat, pretty level. The forest is kind of starting to, to part. There's some fields out in front of you that you can see a little bit. It looks like it breaks out into a, a different kind of biome of, of wilderness. A little bit more flat. What do you guys want to do? Make camp. Yes, this looks like a good spot. I guess. <laughs> what do you guys want to do as you bed down for the night? I want to sleep in a tree. You're going to sleep in a tree? That's what she said. Sleep in a tree. All right. So you can sleep in a tree. I'm going to assume you guys are going to... Hmm? We need to build a fire. Alright, you can grab some firewood, get a fire going, maybe use some, some flint and tinder to light it, eat some rations. Actually, you guys probably have some leftovers from the feast earlier that day. I can't imagine any reason that you wouldn't have taken some. Uh, so you guys probably spread, set out a pretty nice spread. Uh, the sun starts to get low in the sky. It's kind of that nautical twilight time, right as the sun's still there just a little bit. The sun hasn't completely gone away. The sky's not quite black. It's a deep, deep blue. You guys notice that there's there's no moon overhead tonight. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Well, Is there a tree for the slinger to sleep in? Oh, yeah. There's, you guys are still pretty much in the woods. You can just see that the, the forest is starting to, to thin out, and it's it's getting a little bit less uh, wildernessy. Well, there's definitely a tree that she could she could perch in, and there's plenty of wood for you all to make a fire. So as you guys kind of sit there, eat your dinner, it's a little late, it's not chilly, the campfire's warm and inviting, even though there's not really a moon around you. What do you... I mean, I'm assuming you're going to bed down mm-hmm. at some point here. Are you going to set a watch? I'm going to be a watch. So how do you want to handle the watches? I'll take the second watch. Somebody oh. needs to go the first watch because I want to be up in the middle of the night. Mom's yelling about her four hours of sleep. Oh, she only needs four hours? Yeah, she'll go first. I'll take the second watch. All right. 
And that means the tree tree monger is going to be the last watch. Fine. So the two of you need eight hours of sleep. Uh, Asharis only needs four hours of sleep. And she's going to take the first watch. I'll take the first watch. And on my watch, I'm going to be looking for animals. <laughs> All right. Actually, with the sun setting, we have said goodbye to our fair bull and sent him back to his master, the Lord. Why did you send him back? Because it's Are you sleeping with the dog? Someone else's dog. So, Asharis, guard, right? You take the first watch while your your campers go to sleep. You keep the fire stoked. It's nice and warm. But uh, with the the moon not shining, it is very difficult for you to see what's around the fire. What are you and, talking uh, about? I know you have night vision. I have night vision. <laughs> but night vision is 60 feet. That's a long way, isn't it? That's a long way, but in the sunlight, it's infinity. <laughs> you can see miles during the sunlight. You can see 60 feet in the dark, and you're in the middle of the woods. So you can see maybe three trees away. So. You don't really, nothing really disturbs you as you're on your watch. The night passes kind of uneventfully. Maybe you hear a few birds, some rustling in the bushes, but nothing really uh, raises your suspicion. All right. At the end of your four-hour watch, Merlin said he was going to be the second. So, what do you do? I'm going to put up one of my incants and hang up some of those lights. I've got a, a spell I can put lights up. Do you? I do. Are you sure? He was he was excited about these lights. Yes, I have. I read about them. I yeah, but you don't have that cantrip. I don't. No, those are all I spells. Just... I sent you a list to pick spells. They're not all spells you have. Well, that's one I picked. Well, you can't you can't pick all the spells. We'll go over <laughs> this later. You only have the ones in your character sheet, but you do have a lantern with you. Oh, I thought I had a lantern, too. So, you could hang up your lantern, but you're currently asleep. <laughs> yes. In my four I hours, though. I wake you for your watch. See, the, the clock, we went over this last time, hasn't really been invented yet, so you have to rely on the person on watch in front of you to wake you up. Yes, when she wakes me up, I'm going to hang my lantern up. Without the moon, how am I supposed to tell what time it is? Yeah. The stars. If there's stars. If there's not, when you get tired, wake me up. Okay. Well, you might also judge it by how many times you've had to stoke the fire. Yeah. You've done this a few times in your life. Like, a lot. So, you're, you're, you've kind of waited your four hours. It's, you're getting a little tired. You've had a long day. You ate a lot of food. What are you going to do? Wake Merlin up. Okay, how do you do that? Well, he's on his bedroll, right? I yeah. imagine. All right, Merlin, it's time for your watch. Can you shake him a little bit by the arm? Kind of poke him a bit. Well, at least step the fire going good. Oh, all right. got to sleep. <laughs> okay. So do I have it? I'll hang my lantern up. Hi. That's right, because he doesn't have dark vision. Yeah, he can only see 
Uh, the fire is probably 10 foot radius around you that you can see pretty good. And then the lantern that you have is a bullseye lantern. So it's got a, a cowl on it that points in a direction. So you can illuminate in a direction 90 degrees in front of you, kind of going out. And I think it's 120 foot brightly lit. And then after that, it's another 120 feet dimly lit. <clears throat> okay. If I hear something, I'll turn my lantern in that direction. All right. So you're going to hang your lantern up and just kind of sit and take care of the fire? Yes. All right. With my back to the tree <laughs> that she's sleeping in. <laughs> Why would you sleep in a tree? So. Scared of bears, I guess? <laughs> maybe. All right, I'm going to say, as you are sitting there with your back against the tree, at some point during your watch, you think you hear growling. Oh, no. From behind you. Uh, of course. What do you do? The tree is growling. Is, uh, not a bad idea, right? Well, it's not from up in the tree. It's just <laughs> from behind you, just outside the campfire's light. You thought you heard a growl. I'm going to, well, I'm going to stand up and look around the tree with my lantern. All right, so you stand up, grab your lantern, and quickly turn around to look behind you? Yes. And what do I see? A bush moves. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. A bush? As soon as I get, as soon as I get back. It's on the turn. As scan as you might, look all you want. You can't see anything there that might have growled. It looks like the coast is clear. It yeah. looks like. Well, I've so, got my stick with me. So maybe another another hour goes by. You don't really see anything else disturb you. It looks like you're okay. I swear, if I get attacked by this thing, I'm keeping the fire high. I'm done. All right, with a high fire, you can see maybe 15 feet around the fire. Doesn't help behind that tree, though, because light does not go through the tree. Your your watch, you know, your watch ends. You feel like it's about time to wake up the next watch person so you can finish getting your good night's sleep. Yeah. What do, you, what do you do? Ghostslinger, how did you sleep? Are you awake? Oh, yeah, yeah. she's up in a tree. Yeah, hey, up there. You gonna poke her with your stick? I'm poking her right in the butt. <laughs> I'm gonna poke her with a stick. <laughs> How did you make a hammock up there? I like that. I mean, I'm magic. Are you? <laughs> Maybe. I'm magic at making magical beds. <laughs> Alright, so in that case, uh, you wanna come down here and be on guard? Or are you gonna be on guard up there or what? I'm staying up here. I'm not. I'm not going down there. Well, I heard something growl a while ago, so you might want to keep your ears open. Yes, that's right. <laughs> no, the look on your face says everything. Which ears? Oh, which ear? Mm. It would be my my right ear. Okay. So that would be on my right side, and I was sitting with my back to the tree. Well, then I shall stare at that tree. You're in that tree. You're in the what? tree. <laughs> You're sleeping in the tree. Oh my God. You told me. All right. I didn't want to disturb you. You're sleeping. I mean, you're sleeping. Look, look above you. See if there's a panther up there or something. 
Ooh, a panther. I mean, sure. Is there any kind of a cat above you sleeping up there? Because that's the only thing would be sleeping in a tree besides you. And my hat. Oh, I like your hat. Do you see anything up there? No. Now, okay. Ghost Slinger has... She's got dark vision too, right? Yeah. Alright. Now, I've rolled all the perception checks so far, and they've all been terrible. So, Ghost Slinger, roll a perception check. Perception check! Perception check! Four! No, no, let me roll again, that's horror. That's four! It's this, oh, this oh, is fate! No. This is fate! Uh, so what is your perception bonus? Two. Oh, no. You mean the proficiency bonus? Perception. It's going to be... What the heck stat is perception? Wisdom? Two. Yeah. So it's wisdom. So what's her wisdom bonus? Two. She has perception. Okay, so four. So her four turns into an eight? Yep. Okay. As you... You've had a full night's sleep. You've got your full eight hours. You're just up now for the day. And as you are kind of... Rocking in your hammock a little bit. You don't have a light. The other two have lanterns. So Merlin has bedded down, and Asharis is... Are you awake, Asharis? Just because you only have to sleep four hours, does that mean you only sleep four hours? Or like... I'm not lazy. Alright. <laughs> so, so Asharis is great. She can take both first shift and last shift. So Asharis is awake too. Give me a perception check, Asharis. Perception! I got a 14. Okay, that'll, that'll do it. As, as Asharis is sitting there, kind of stoking the campfire, cause Ghost Slinger's still up in the tree, Ghost Slinger's looking out into the distance, and she thinks she hears the same growling that Merlin did. She kind of perks her ears and looks around a little bit, struggles to see through the darkness. What do you do, Ashar, or Ghost Slinger? Put a spell on that thing. Asharis hears Ghost Slinger up in the tree kind of go, uh, <laughs> and she quickly looks around. And as she looks and peers into the distance, uh, into the night, she can see the bushes moving very quickly near the, near the camp. She's kind of just barely making out that something is moving in the woods. Merlin, did you leave your lantern lit when you went to bed? I did. So... She'll run over quickly, grab Merlin's lantern, and shine it in the direction of the moving bushes, where she can hear the scratching and, and snapping of twigs as this thing is moving quickly through the bushes back towards you guys. And all of a sudden, two dire wolves pop out of the bushes. Oh, we need that. <laughs> One of them is huge. A giant grizzled gray wolf. Pops out, quickly followed by a little scraggly-eared brown wolf. And I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative. And Merlin Wake. is still asleep. <laughs> uh -oh. Merlin's up, just going to die. I'm under the covers. I'm hiding. <laughs> <laughs> roll the dice. He looks like a dead body. I, I, did you push it? There it goes. The one. All right, Jessica got a 19 again. That's like Dang. a 19. I got a 15. What's your dex modifier? I'm in good hands. 
another 19. Another 19, that's right. Okay. Well, Ghost Slinger is up first. What do you do? So I'm gonna let me let me describe this a little bit. So these big wolves are coming from the same direction that guys Merlin heard the growling coming from before. So you are the closest one. Uh, Asharis is standing at the base of the tree. A shining. Is your lantern a bullseye lantern or just a regular lantern? I don't know. <clears throat> you don't know. It just says lantern. Okay, then it's just a regular lantern. So you have probably a 25-foot radius of light. So you're just holding up this lantern very high, using it to look out into the distance. And you see at the edge of the lamplight, in the dim light, 50 feet away, you see these two big dire wolves. With eyes. What are you going to do about it? With beady red eyes and drool grizzling off their face. I hate drool. They got babies. They got rabies. Rabies. We're gonna have to kill them. Kill them. I'm asleep. Protect me. That's right. He's asleep. What are you gonna do, Jessica? Um. So Merlin's back on the other side of the campfire, opposite from where he heard the wolf. So he's the farthest away. But you're also in a tree. How high up in the tree are you? Pretty high. Pretty high. (laughs) high. Okay. What are you going to do? You specifically do not have a bow, but you do have shuriken. That's right. Shuriken. I don't want to waste When she screams, it's really good. Ghost Slinger, roll a history check for me. History check. Okay. What is it? Eight. Plus your wisdom. Uh, she got minus one wisdom. Oh, seven. All right, never mind. What did you want me to do? I was going to tell you something if you rolled higher than that. I want to roll higher, but I can't really <laughs> roll because that's cheating. I thought, yeah, no cheating. The history is in the intelligence. No, it's a wisdom one. Well, that was... Stop, you're whining what are you going to do? You're the first up. You have the opportunity. You can wake up Merlin. You can jump down out of the tree at these things and start slashing at them. It's up to you what you want to do. I'm going to wake up Merlin. Okay, so how do you wake up Merlin from in the tree? I'm just like... <laughs> You're going to scream at him? Wait, didn't Merlin get us some whistles? <laughs> we all got whistles. Merlin did get you all whistles. Yes, we all got whistles. I'm a whistle. Use the whistle, please. Not like I can whistle, but okay. (coughs) Okay, so Merlin, you hear an ear-splitting whistle come out from the top of this tree. Your eyes bolt wide open in your bedroll. Ghostslinger, do you want to do a action on your turn, or are you just going to blow the whistle? Just going to blow the whistle. Okay. (laughs) Asharis, you're up next. You hear the whistle blow out from up top. You see these drooling, growling, nasty beasts. They're very large wolves. What are you going to do? Well, we have animal handling. And animal friendship. Oh, good idea. Roll me a history check, Asharis. Oh no, I don't have any wisdom. Oh, wait, no, I do have this. 18. 
With an 18, you have encountered direwolves before. You know that two direwolves, especially with one of this size, are terrifying. You know this is a big deal, that there are two direwolves that have stalked you in the night and hunted you down in your camp. You know that they're fairly nimble, kind of hard to hit, and... That's terrible. Quick. When they bite you, they ah. bite hard. I don't want to get bit. Give me my stick. <laughs> well, I can't use the animal friendship. What does animal friendship do? I don't know. Let's see. You can't befriend wolves. Yeah, you can. She might be able to. She's special. All right. We're animals. Roll something. <laughs> That you mean it no harm. Read that again for me. This spell lets you convince a beast that you mean it no harm. Choose a beast that you see within range. Must see and hear you. If the beast's intelligence is four or higher, the spell fails. Otherwise, the beast must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed by you for the spell's duration. If you or one of your companions harms the target, the spell ends. Okay. Uh, roll for trying to charm this big beast. Actually, which one do you go after? The bigger one or the littler one? Which one? The littler one? Go for the big one. The, the tiny one would be easier. Yeah, well, the big one we'll have to kill then. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. I mean... Yeah, that's true. Go for the big one. The little one. Okay, what do we do? Alright, what does your spell say you have to do to charm an animal? I don't know. Let me read you what charm does before you use your action doing this. A charmed creature can't attack the charmer or target a charmer with harmful abilities or magic effects. The charmer has advantage on any ability check to interact socially with the creature. It'll be your friend. Yeah, you want to play with it, right? And then maybe the other one will just think it's okay. Alright. Roll your spell. Or wait, do I have to roll your spell? I have to beat a wisdom saving throw? I guess so. Is that what it says? The beast must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Well, I'll roll the one. So, um, he fails, critically. The large beast stops in his tracks, stops growling at you, and instead gets down and starts wagging his tail. Yeah. How long does... Oh, it lasts for 24 hours. Yeah, 24 hours. Well, darn. What? What else do you want to do? Uh, you have a movement ability, or you can stay there. So what do you think? If I go over to this wolf now that it likes me and pet it, do you think this other one will be like, oh, it's okay? I don't know. Maybe it's the wolf, like, it's the, the lead doll. I don't know. She doesn't know she had her finger stuck in her ear. <laughs> you could go back over towards the fire to be by Merlin. As a just-in-case? As a just-in-case. I mean, the, the other one is still angry at you. He doesn't look happy, even though the one next to him 
isn't in an aggressive stance anymore. So can I tell Merlin to be careful and just hit that smaller one? You might tell both of them that. They may not know what you just did. All right, lads and lasses. That large wolf now is our friend. Only the tiny one be injured. Why are we going to kill the tiny one? We're not going to kill it. We're not going to kill it unless it comes at us. Alright. It's Merlin's turn. Merlin, you can get up for half of your movement and take an action. So you won't be able to reach these wolves, but you can do something with your turn. What do you want to do? Can I broadcast a bright light? You could conjure a fireball, but you already have a giant fire near you. Well, it doesn't seem to be scaring the wolf, so what else can I do? You could attack one. Oh, we don't want to do that. You could try to pacify the situation somehow, like Asharis did. Do I have that ability? Well, you do have... Let me see. Lots of magic. You've got magic... You've got some food that you prepared for the journey. You've got your books. Let's try feeding it a steak. Leftover, uh, leftover uh, dried up steak. Alright, so you take some jerky out of your pack that's near the fire. And you throw it over near the, the, the two wolves. And the aggressive one immediately pounces on it. Okay, that sounds good. Maybe uh, they'll go away now. It's the smaller brown wolf's... Actually, it's the gray wolf's turn. And the gray wolf is going to... How far do these guys go? Ooh, wow. The gray wolf is going to come forward 50 feet. So he's going to be standing right at the base of the tree... And be whimpering and wag his tail. And that'll wow. be his turn. The brown wolf is going to finish gobbling down that, uh, that jerky very quickly. And he will kind of follow behind the larger gray wolf and kind of questioningly look to him as the, the bigger creature and Kind of cock his head to the side and stand next to him, not sure what to do. I think we're safe. And then it's Ghost Slinger's turn. Well, I think you're still safe in the tree. <laughs> I could just hang in the tree. You don't want to do anything? I mean, I'm just going to sit in the tree before the day and I'm going to How close is it to daylight? Can we... Pack up and go on down the road and take our wolves with us? It is probably not too far from daylight. You probably can see the crack of dawn just over the horizon. It's not quite the sun up, but you can see the sky is starting to turn colors beyond just black. So let's start packing up and get out of here. Oh, I don't think the threat is entirely gone yet. Uh, There's this... This brown wolf is not charmed. He's just confused. So, if Ghostslinger is going to peer down from the hammock above, are you going to say anything? Are you going to ask what the heck is going on? What? 
I'm just gonna set my tree. Not gonna do anything? Alright. It comes back to Asharis' turn. And Asharis, you rolled a very good history check, so you know that the littler one is gonna look to the bigger one, uh, because they're pack animals, but you also know keeping him around is dangerous, because he's not charmed to you, and he will not immediately recognize you as the leader, so you have a choice. You can either have the one that is charmed by you lead them back out into the woods, or you can keep the both of them near you and try to just pacify the littler one with lots of food. You could tie it to a tree. Is that mean? <laughs> I'm gonna die on a tree. I'll give you a dollar to try. <laughs> <laughs> I love this wooded sound effects that we're getting from uh, Merlin's no, camera. We're in the forest. <laughs> we are in the forest. Alright, well then we'll send them on their way. Alright, uh, roll me an animal handling check with advantage. Roll the dice. It's a 16. I have animal handling. What, what do I do? So what, what, what was the 16 plus your 2 for proficiency? So that's 18? Yep. So describe it as you interact with these wolves and communicate to them that they should leave you alone and go back into the forest. So, we're going to go up to the wolves and we're going to pet the gray one on the head while the other one stands back and I'm kind of unsure. And we're going to, I wonder if we communicate with them with them. I don't think you have a psychic link to them, because your spell just says they're charmed, so they like you, and you have advantage on, on interactions. So, you're socially interacting with this animal, you're petting him. How are you going to communicate that you want him to leave you alone and go away? I don't think that's going to work, Jessica. <laughs> We're going to throw a stick! See this thing? Get the stick! Go! Okay. <laughs> I like it. You throw the stick. Throw the stick. Throw a stake. That's what you need to throw. So you grab a stick from near the campfire, and you kind of wag it in his face a little bit, and you throw that stick as far as you can. Give me a strength check. Strength check. Thirteen. Okay, you throw the stick pretty darn far, and uh, the wolves bolt off after it. And you can hear them as they, they, you know, crush their way through the underbrush and just run off into the distance. And then you breathe, you breathe a heavy sigh of relief. That's because I've seen the dire wolf on Game of So, you... Let me, let me roll a, a history check real quick. Merlin, you know that you guys just witnessed something amazing... And very likely could have died if that hadn't gone that way. Oh, he's gonna die. Oh no, he's not there. Oh, it's dark. Dark, man. I had to go out and I had to go water the bushes. <laughs> so, you, you know that you just witnessed something amazing, uh, and that you very likely could have died if it hadn't been for Asharis 
doing whatever she did to make these two direwolves go away. Yes. So you what saved you, my life. What do you do? I'm going to bless you, child. Life. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was sleeping, and you saved me while I was resting. <laughs> I can depend on you. <laughs> no problem, but I wanted to keep one of those wolves. <laughs> we might see them again. They will remember you. Well, we better get the heck out of here. You might want to finish your rest. Oh, we have to finish resting first? Well, okay. actually, you don't, you don't really have to. Let's say you guys, it, it's, it, it was long enough. You guys survived the night. You can break camp and continue down the road. Where's our walking music? Dun, 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 Abby, dun, Abby just took dun, off. Dun. I gotta go check her. Was that a new sound? Dire wolves! Dire wolves! <laughs> Did you hear the wolves out there? Is that a wolf? Yeah, we have wolves here. <laughs> you sure that wasn't an Abby? No, it's not Abby. I got Abby now. She's here with me. Thank you, doggy dog. Well, don't get attacked by dire wolves. Yeah. No. That's a bad idea. No, I don't. They're like normal wolves, only dire. So they die faster? So you guys wake up the next day. Uh, you break camp. You have some breakfast. Missing some, some of your jerky that you wish you still had, but you're grateful to have made the trade jerky for your lives. Realize. <laughs> you... Pack up your camp. You roll up your bedrolls. You brush the dew off your uh, off your clothes and off your packs. Put all your gear back on, and you head out back down the trail, heading out of the forest. So you make your way along the road for a while, and as you come to the edge of the forest, you think you hear something, but you can't quite make out what it is. Something that kind of draws your attention. From the road, uh, musical, maybe it's it's almost like a a tingle in the air, uh, off to the off to the right of the road. Somebody's equipment that's rattling. Asharis, roll me a nature check. Nature check. What means they're going to the bathroom? Is that a twenty? That's a twenty. Okay. Asharis, you feel a very strong draw to go check out the source of this this almost magical tingling in the air. Mm. All right. Guys, I gotta go look at this. Uh, look at that. Do you hear it? It's a strange sensation. Um, my hearing's uh, not it actually going to investigate. It almost, it feels familiar to you. <laughs> like, uh, like you've heard it before. Can't quite make it out. Alright, well I'm going to investigate. Bye. <laughs> Are you going to stay at the road, Ghost Slinger? Yeah. All of a sudden you're a chicken. Hi. What happened to her? Last time she was like attacking things. This time, she's scared of everything. It's wolves. It's well, don't worry. Today is built all around her. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, 
So no one's going with me to investigate. Okay, bye myself. I'm going. Bye. Merlin, you gonna leave her to go investigate? I'll go with her. All right. Uh, let me roll. Let me roll a nature check for Merlin too. Merlin, you have no idea what this thing is, but if Asharis, who saved you from the wolves last night's going, you're gonna go with her to see what it is. Exactly. So, Asharis, you kind of tromps off the trail for a little bit. The woods are are less dense here. You can see a fairly long way uh, into the distance. And as you move away from the road, the sound grows louder. It's it's kind of like the sound the sound you imagine when you think of what crystal would sound like if it was turned into a musical instrument. So you kind of imagine crystal glasses clinking, but Hmm. all different notes of crystalline sound. It's a gypsy wagon. And you, you, you continue for a ways, and you, you are more and more drawn to it as you, as you go out into the, uh, into the, uh, into the woods. And you kind of, uh, eventually at some point, you, you, you start to, to move faster, and you're almost running in, deeper into the, into the, well, I guess I can't really say deeper, but further along into the woods, because the woods isn't, isn't very thick here. And you can see on the distance, at some point, you can see this, Fountain. Uh, it's a, a huge marble fountain in a clearing, just at the edge of your vision. And and Merlin, you can you can see it too. Your your curiosity is piqued. You want to get there, but you can't seem to get any closer. No matter how long you walk, you can't quite get to this fountain. You see water shooting up out of the center of it, and you can see. The, the the mist in the air and a rainbow going across it and all of the colors nearby seem more vibrant and beautiful and you see let's roll it's a trap <laughs> the cake is alive uh, no you don't see that you can hear you can hear these small voices kind of giggling Come on. laughter Bear. But you, you don't see anything. You just you just hear it, and you can hear the sound of these crystalline musical notes. But no matter how long you walk, you can't seem to get any closer. Uh, roll me a history check. Demonic fairies. Seventeen. You and Merlin both know what you're looking at is not of this world. You can tell it's magical. You know what this is. You've seen it before in your travels. And actually being an elf, you are kind of connected to it. You're looking at the Feywild. And what? What the, what the Feywild is, is the world that you live in isn't made of just one plane of existence. There's the ethereal plane, which is kind of the place of the afterlife and, and where souls go to rest. There's the material plane where you're at right now, and there's the Feywild, which is kind of a world of, of magic and, and enchantment. Everything is, is more vibrant and different in the Feywild than it is in the material plane. It's a, a, a place of whimsy and beauty, but you don't know why you can't get there. 
Normally, you would be able to go into the Feywild. You would you'd see a portal like this, and you could go into it. You could approach it, and you could interact with the beings that live there. But something is keeping you from reaching it, and you don't know what it is. And after some time, you stop walking, and you give up, and you just look at it in awe. What do you do? Well, all I have to say about this is it's a magical barrier. Yeah. Well, all you get to say about this is absolutely nothing, because you're still at the road. That's right, you're at the I'm road. I'm at the road for a reason. I actually followed them, and they didn't know. Okay, roll me a stealth check. <laughs> or they did know, it depends. Sixteen. Okay, you might be there, and they might not know. Spoopy. Merlin definitely didn't notice. Just like... Oh, no. Uh, Asharis, do you want to roll to see if you notice this little thief following you? <sighs> Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> then you don't have to. Just certain. Ghost Slinger, oh, uh, roll me a perception check. Five. You don't see... What they see. But I'm still All you see that, all you see as you follow them into the, through the woods is you see them walking along and eventually running and you're running to keep up with them, but being very stealthy about it, very quiet, going from tree to tree so that they don't notice you're following. But you never see what it is that they're going after. And the sound of the musical notes that they're hearing, you don't hear. You just hear that faint oh, no. kind of clinkle, clinking sound of crystal very far in the distance. It's a trap. So, what do you do, Asharis, as, uh, as you, you've, you've given up on being able to go into the Feywild? I don't know. I feel like we'd, like, sit down and, and be sad. Just be depressed, and I wouldn't know what you were depressed about, and I would be like, what is this? So I feel like this is a good moment. Merlin, you know from your reading of the Feywild, you know what it is. You know that it's a land of magical whimsy, um, and you know that it's deeply connected to your magic, and it's rooted in... The history of the elves. And Asharis is sitting down defeated because it's only very rarely that an elf will be able to see the Feywild and it is terrible that she is this close but can't go there. I'm going to give her her a... uh... You'll be able to see what we're seeing. No slinger hasn't been seen yet, Matt. How what, would you what, know? what are you going to do, Merlin? I'm going to give her a spell that allows her to see what we're seeing. Ghost slinger's not there, as far as you know. Exactly. Asharis yeah, can see it, and you can see it, but you don't know that Ghost slinger came with you. Ghost slinger is hiding. <sighs> Hmm. Can I use the phone too? 
Something is there. Okay, we got Stitch with us now. Okay. Well, she's not going to know what we're doing if she doesn't. No, all Ghostslinger sees is uh, Asharis is sitting down and and kind of just looking longingly into the distance. And yeah. you're you're standing there. You can see it, and you know that it's a big deal to see into the Feywild, but you don't know why you're this close but can't interact with it. Magical barrier. Is it like I've been shunned from my people? You've been shunned, mother. Well, you, you don't. You don't know. You know that it's very special to be able to to see anything from the Feywild, a creature from the Feywild. You know that it's a big deal what you're experiencing, but at the same time, uh, that you you feel incredibly glad to have experienced it. But you're also confused as to why you don't get to go further. Like, why it's right there, but you just can't reach it. So you're both very happy to have even glimpsed into the Feywild, but very sad that you can't get close enough to really see any more. We want to feel it. Like the land that Legolas goes to at the end? Dragon. Don't they get on the boat to go somewhere else? <laughs> I don't know. Kind of, yeah. Obviously, we must do more good deeds before we will be allowed to enter. I like that. That's why I cannot see it. <laughs> so, after you've sat there for a while, you'll remember that you left Ghost Slinger back at the road by herself. As far as they know, roll another perception check. Another one. Eight. Roll it with Eight. advantage. Let's <laughs> do it again. Nineteen. Okay, with a nineteen, because you sat there for a long time, giving you the advantage. So with a nineteen, plus other stuff, it's a high number, it doesn't matter. You turn to head back towards the road, uh, the way you came, but just before you do, you see... What do I want to say you saw? Ghostslinger. <laughs> no, she doesn't see Ghostslinger. She's too fixated on looking into the into the, the Feywilds. You see some pixies come to the fountain and kind of flitter their wings and sit on the edge of the fountain... And they'll look at you, they acknowledge your existence, and they start wow. to drink from the fountain and wave at you. It's the fountain of youth. Go get a oh, drink. Really. You you can't get any closer. You've walked for like an hour, and no far no far you walk, you don't seem to get any closer to it. Though it's in our imagination. Maybe. Like a- it could be an illusion, but you mm-hmm. don't think it's an illusion. It doesn't feel like illusion magic. Hmm. The cake is alive. I'll just stick with pixies for now. So Can you I see send some one pixies of my pixies and they wave at you and they acknowledge your existence. And just them looking at you kind of warms your heart up and you don't feel like you're being shunned. You feel emboldened and that you, you've gotten the, the, the right idea that you need to continue on 
and your your quest to find out what's going on in the lands that you're in, and that will help you to understand your connection to the Feywild and why it's shown itself to you. And not me. That's right, because you're bad. Bad you. That's a nice Well, I prepared more. I'm not finding any good creatures as I look through this book. Oh, I know what else you can see. You'll see a a unicorn on the backside of the fountain in the distance. Yeah, that's good. I like that. A unicorn. That's a stereotypical animal that I can say is in the Feywild. Unicorns. So you see a unicorn in the distance, and then you turn Merlin to head back to the road. And I've already been like, I was going away by now because I don't want to get in trouble for following them and not following them. So you're gonna you're gonna sneak back in front of them, or yeah. you're gonna wait for them to go by. I'm gonna go in front of them because I don't want to get in trouble because they'll be like, wait, what? Okay, roll a dexterity. We're a team. She you can't get in trouble, but she doesn't know that apparently. Sixteen. All right, I'll say that she manages to run back to the road in front of you after you guys turn around. That would have made a fun interaction if you'd have appeared. But, all right, you get back to the road, and it's been a couple hours that you've you've lost travel time, but Asharis feels like it was time well spent. And Merlin recognizes the significance of what the two of them experienced. Asharis, what? Staring at. You guys continue down the down the path. Uh, you head out into these open fields, kind of grass. You are definitely now outside of the Brentwood Forest, and you just walk for hours, following the kind of in the grass. You can see where the carriage tracks have kind of compacted down the dirt, and the grass doesn't grow as well. So there's just these kind of two lanes that go through this big grassy field the whole way, as far as you can see through the hills. And eventually, the sun starts to come down, and you guys feel like it's time for you to make camp again. I don't get a tree this time! Yep, uh, unfortunately, there aren't really any trees around. It's kind of a wide-open area. You guys can decide to make camp on top of a hill, at the base of a hill in a large, flat area. It's totally up to you where you want to make camp. Is there a cliff nearby that we can put our back to? Not really. It's kind of a big plain. A rolling hill, then, right? Yeah. I'll say that you could find one of the taller hills and camp at its base to use the hill as kind of cover. So that you'll only be able to be seen from the other sides. Okay, let's take that spot. So what do you want to do? You guys going to make a little little fire pit again? Get some grass together and kind of burn grass for the night? There's not really any trees to burn. It's hard to burn grass. Yeah. Man, we should have picked up some logs. Carrying logs doesn't sound fun. It's not, it's not a moonless night tonight. You can still you can see the first sliver of the new moon, 
but the, the night is still very quiet, and there's no wind moving across the grass. It's kind of an eerie stillness tonight. Does she have her big dog? No, uh, she sent the wolves off back into the woods so that you wouldn't have to deal with the little one attacking you later. How about her big dog, the one that she brought with us, Bull? What about Bull? Is he with us? One at a time. Bull's gone too, so... Did Bull go back to his owner? Yeah, Bull went back to the manor. All right, let's let's make a camp, sleep close together, and stay warm. No fire. It's not particularly cold out. There's no wind, and it's still spring kind of weather. It's not super chill, but there's a little bit of a chill in the air with no fire. You guys have your big, thick bedrolls. Are you going to set a watch again? In a cloak. I'm not going to be on watch. She's making my watch for me. It's <laughs> not right, Jessica? Uh, so Ghost Slinger says that Asharis is going to take her watch for her. Wow. Since I only need four hours of sleep, you can do it anyway. Alright, then I will watch for six hours. What? You you sleep for eight hours. <laughs> I mean, she... Gets... I guess we'll have to sleep for ten hours. So how do you, you want to handle the watches? I'll stand the first watch. Well, I was there the first watch. That one just first watch. Okay. okay. Who's taking first watch? Me. That one. <laughs> okay. I'll take the second watch. Alright, and then Ghost Slinger can be woken up if you feel like waking her up for being a cheater. Alright, so Asharis, you're on first watch. I'm gonna roll. Nothing bothers you, and you don't hear anything. It's very quiet. In fact, it's it's almost so still that you uh, you think you might have drifted off into a trance for a moment. But when you snap out of it, nothing, nothing interesting's happened. Everything seems fine, and no one knows that you might have you might have slipped slipped away for a minute. She was dreaming about the unicorn. The unicorn! I don't like Twilight Sparkle. Too quiet there? Is it too quiet? It's very quiet. It's it's unearthly quiet. It seems unusual, but nothing bad has happened. So it might just be a very quiet night. Anyway, did you tell Barney the dinosaur is going to come out? Did we tell uh, Ghost Slinger about the unicorn and all that, or not? No. That's a good question. You guys walked for a long time after that. Did you uh, think... did you tell her what you saw? I would think mm-hmm. we would tell her. So, Tip and I would be talking, and the little one would hear, and she. That's a fair point. You right. The two of you that did see it probably would talk about it. Yes, I think so. So, Ghost Slinger, do you tell them that you didn't see it, even though you followed them? No. You just stay quiet and listen. Yep, I'm just gonna. Okay. Asharis, it's the end of your watch, and you're starting to feel sleepy, especially after you caught yourself maybe dozing. So you're gonna wake up Merlin? Holy ghost slicker! Wait, what? No, Merlin. I think that's fair. I think you could totally do that. No, it's not fair. No, you're not doing it. Do you that, have to no. watch? Asharis, Asharis, do remember that Merlin, I think, is a 65-year-old 
uh, human man. Exactly. And Ghostslinger is half-elf. She's much younger than he is. So if you want to wake her up instead and let Merlin sleep, you're totally in your right to do that. Don't do it. Ghostslinger, no. It's time for your watch. No, no, it's Merlin's watch. It's your watch. Merlin! Ghostslinger! Do as you're told! Alright, wait a second, wait a second. As the two of you are fighting, Jessica, roll me a perception check. Oh no. Yay! Now now look what you... (laughs) Eighteen. Eighteen? Eighteen, wow. With an eighteen, you will notice something. Yeah, about like that. You suddenly stop because you hear something. You think you hear footsteps moving very quickly towards you. Your instincts have come alive. Slenderman! <laughs> Zombie. <laughs> so what do you do? You're currently uh, wrapped up in your bedroll, fighting about not wanting to take watch. But suddenly you have this terrible feeling that Someone is coming towards you. Wake up, Merlin, and we're gonna get prepared for fight. <laughs> so, okay. Merlin's on the other side of camp. You can move 30 feet. It's gonna take you 15 feet to stand up. So are you gonna stand up and then move over towards Merlin? You're not gonna look the direction that you hear this noise from. Oh. She, she was telling me to wake up Merlin. I pulled that one away from Merlin. I'm gonna, I'm gonna her off into the Okay, room. she's, Blow okay, you whistle. said, you were already fighting with Asharis. Asharis, roll me a intelligence check. There is no intelligence. <laughs> Thirteen. Uh, no. You still think that Ghost Slinger's being a little butt and not wanting to take watch. Oh my god. So Ghost Slinger, You've stood up, and you're looking out into the darkness? I'm questioning. Is that what you're doing? You're looking the direction you hear this sound from? Yes. As you stand up, and you look out into the darkness, I'm going to say you put on your red hat, and you look, and all of a sudden, there is a black masked face right here. Oh, God! And you just see eyes. Oh, my God. Where's my lantern at? Well, we can see in the dark. Where's your lantern at? Does anybody have a lantern? <laughs> I you. I called you, and you didn't listen. Ghost Slinger, I am Zabuza, from the hidden village of the first sound. No, 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 no. <laughs> How do you ever think you are going to become Hokage if you won't even take watch for your friends? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Something bad's happening to you. Well, um, I mean... Roll me, roll me a history check, little girl. Hokage. You must have some history. Come on, roll it. It's a pure 20. Okay, oh with a nat 20 on the most pointless roll I could make you roll. You know, Zabuza is one of the 
Chunin from the Hidden Village of the First Sound. And you know that the Hidden Village of the First Sound is a competing ninja village to your village. This guy oh. is essentially your arch nemesis from ninja school. Wait, why are you here then? So how did how did he find us? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know too. He's a ninja. You immediately know that he's tracked you through the forest all the way out here onto the plains and found you in the middle of the tall grass with no fire to find you by. He is an wow. amazing tracker. This guy is good. Makes sense. We need him on our team. Asharis, roll a perception check. Something is wrong. Hey, it wasn't my fault. I rolled the dice. And you're horrible at rolling the dice. I should roll from now on so that you get better scores. Only a five. You don't see him. All you see is all of the sudden. Oops. What's your armor class, Ghostslinger? I don't know. Look on your paper. Fourteen. All of the sudden, you see Ghostslinger go flying across the camp and land in a heap on the other side of the camp in the grass. Like a ghost hit you. The guy picked her up and threw her? Zabuza shouldered into her and sent her flying over the top of your beds and off into the field, like ten feet. No roll for you, little girl. What about my head? Roll initiative, uh, and take four points of damage. Damage is coming to you. Did you do it? Yeah, I clicked the button. Oh, another 20. Are you fast? Oh my god. Okay. Sure I'm just going to go ahead and put her first from now on. Hey! Uh, Sharas, initiative? Let me roll for you. 18. You guys are on fire tonight. Zabuza is going to say, don't bother to wake the old man. I won't be here long enough for it to matter. He's going to okay. kill me! He will dart past... Asharis into the darkness, and as Ghostslinger is going to get up, he's going to sweep her leg out from underneath her and knock her back down. Take another point of damage. Gosh darn it. I told you there was something wrong. You didn't miss it. It's the dice! That's why I should roll for you! You can't roll all the dice, little girl. It is now Ghostslinger's turn. What does Ghost Slinger want to do? Well, I want to try and stab this guy. So, you were in bed. I'm going to assume you don't have your short swords in your bedroll. So you need to get back 15 feet to your gear. What about her daggers? She's not oh. going to sleep with her oh. daggers in her underpants. Shurikens on me at all times. You do not defy the shuriken. Okay, okay. I will give you that you you picked up a shuriken uh, that you keep handy when you're asleep. What do you want to do? All you have is a shuriken. I don't know. Throw it at the guy. All right. Roll me an attack. The master. Four. Oh no. I don't believe you! 
I am serious. <laughs> okay, okay. You sling this this shuriken across at him, and you hit him. You hit him right in the middle of his person, and what you hear as it hits is a thud, like you hit a log, and then there's a poof. Dang it! And all you see is a log, and you hear him say, uh, "Substitution Jutsu." <laughs> oh my god! Another one. He'll, he'll be back. <laughs> Now you don't have your shuriken. It's stuck in a log over back by your... Or no, he was right next to you, actually. So it's stuck in a log near you on the opposite side of where your stuff is. Asharis, it's your turn. What do you want to do? Yeah, have my shuriken back. Tell him we're friendly. We're not friendly. See if that works. I'm here and I just attacked him. But he's just a, a student. He's not a killer. Who are you? What, what's happening? He doesn't want to kill you. I guess I haven't, I haven't seen him yet, right? In no, no you haven't. But you do know that something weird is going on. From the shadows, seemingly from every direction, you'll hear his response. Uh, Zabuza says, I am not here to have a quarrel with you. I am here for the ninja. This is why I shouldn't have been a ninja. Well, if you have a problem with the ninja, you have a problem with me. Show yourself! Oh, wow. Be very careful in your choices. Uh, you don't want to make me your enemy. Dun, dun, dun! That was a free action to talk at him. You don't know where he is, but you could still try and attack at him. You could run towards Ghost Slinger and stand by her. You could grab her gear and throw some of her gear to her. Yeah. Could you, or you could, could you like stay it? out of it and just see how it ends because this is and a fight between ninjas. You light your lantern at least, for goodness gracious. I mean, I would prefer to have my stuff. Can I please have that? So there is a moon out tonight. You can kind of see the silvery glow across the top of the grass, but because there's no wind, you don't see any movement in the grass. And you find it unbelievably eerie that this guy is moving around in the grass and you can't see where he's doing it. And there's 20 other guys in the grass wait, watching the whole deal. He used Shadow Clone Jutsu. No, Shadow Clone's different. Substitution Jutsu, he was a tree. Shadow Clone is where he makes clones of himself. No, no, no. He used the Substitution Jutsu and then... He used a shadow clone jutsu, and it's just like, he's just gonna do all the jutsus, you know? He's gonna kill me. So what do you want to do, Asharis? He's not gonna kill you. I know. He's only a student. My arch nemesis. Well, I guess I could, uh... If he wanted to kill you, he could have killed you already. I'm sleeping. I'll throw you your short swords. No, wait, I'll wake up Merlin. Good idea. That's a fair idea. No, I'm defenseless. Okay, so Asharis runs over and wakes up Merlin. Why didn't you blow your whistle? I've got a, I've got a magic spell that I can throw up real quick. All right, and light up, light up the entire area. Right. 
Asharis wakes up Merlin. Merlin, your eyes come open as Asharis shakes you awake. And I'm going to assume she says something. Something is happening to Ghostbinda. She needs our help. I need my cat here. Well, Merlin, you are on edge from the night before, so you wake up immediately, and it is your turn. Ball of light. I mean, light bulbs. I can make one big light right over top of us right now. We can see what's going on. You can't do that. <laughs> Even if you had the light cantrip that you want so bad, the light cantrip only casts light in a 20-foot radius. Your bullseye really? lantern casts light for 120 feet that's bright and 120 feet further that's dim. Listen, turn the lantern on. See what's happening. Okay. You turn on the lantern, and you look around quickly, and all you see is Ghost Slinger standing in the middle of the grass that's all pressed down around here with a rather large log nearby. Okay, let's huddle up, guys. Kill Circle. And it moves back to Ghost Slinger's turn. What do you want to do, Ghost Slinger? I want to get my shirt back. Okay, I'm going to let you pull the shuriken out of the log nearby as a free action, you still have your full movement distance and you can do something. What do you want to do? Okay, so you run back into the group and I'm going to assume you pull like your short swords and stand by your friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. As you're standing there amongst your friends and Merlin is shining this beam of light out across the field, looking around in all directions trying to find what's going on, you'll hear seemingly again from every direction. Ghost Slinger, I won't fight you and your friends, but be warned, I'll be in every shadow following every step. I'll have my day. Uh-oh. And you'll hear a skitter, and then you'll see the grass move off quickly. In the other direction. The grass moves. As uh, as Merlin shines his light around, you'll see where you think he made his escape. What do you guys want to do? I'm going to get the log, drag that log over here, and let's start a freaking fire. <laughs> All right, I like it. That's actually a really good idea. And with that, I'm going to say we call it, because it's rather late. I think that's a good place to call it, with... Ghost Slinger getting to meet her nemesis. Yay! Awesome. That was very good. Da-da-da-da.